Praise God. Numbers chapter 8. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, and say unto him, When thou lightest the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light over against the candlestick. And Aaron did so. He lighted the lamps thereof over against the candlestick as the Lord commanded Moses. And this work of the candlestick was of beaten gold unto the shaft thereof. Unto the flowers thereof was beaten work according unto the pattern which the Lord had showed Moses so he made the candlestick. Praise God. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the Levites from among the children of Israel and cleanse them. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Levites were people who were sanctified, drawn out, amen, to represent God and to do the service of the Lord under the priesthood of Aaron. So there were multiple priesthoods. The best priesthood is the, is the priesthood that we are a part of, which is the order of Melchizedek, which is the order of Jesus. The Bible says, I have said that you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So therefore, anybody that's in Christ filled with the Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Spirit, you are after the order of Melchizedek. Amen of an everlasting priesthood, which Jesus says, I have made you kings and priests unto God and my father. But the, the priesthood below that is the Aaronic priesthood, which is from the sons of Aaron. And then a priesthood below that was the Levitical priesthood. And that Levitical priesthood was sanctified and separated to go out into the world to minister, to do the work. Hallelujah. To, to, to do the work of the ministry in the tabernacle and in the temple when it was created. Amen. Aaron's job was to oversee everything. The administration uh, to provide the blessings and to do all of those things. The Levites, their job was to offer up the sacrifices, run the services and do things to that nature. So they had a more uh, physically demanding job. But God said I need my Levites to be clean. And if you know, if you remember in the if you remember you if you remember the story of how Aaron received his consecration and his son, do you remember that for seven days they were sanctified and they had to go through a purification process and a cleansing process? Hallelujah. And um, but but when God began to deal with these Levites, he said, Moses, I need you to tell the children of Israel to be clean. Let's clean them up. Amen. And thus shalt thou do unto them to cleanse them. Sprinkle water of purifying upon them and let them shave all their flesh and let them wash their clothes and so make themselves clean. Hallelujah. Why is God carrying these Levites through this um, task? Why do they have to be a step above the rest? Same question that a lot of people have asked me over the years. Why do I need to be doing certain things? And it looks like other Christians don't have to do any of these things. And I 
um, seem like I have to be held to a high standard and I have to do certain things that other people can get away with. Well, the short answer to your question is that when you have been called for a higher purpose, you have a higher responsibility in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, if you want to be like them, then also take away your higher purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to make it plain for you. One of my favorite scriptures that I quote to you guys all the time is to whom much is we, is to whom much is given of him shall be required be required much. Amen. Much shall be required of that person. And to whom men have committed much of him shall they ask the more. So when God sanctifies you and ordains you he's going to expect that other things are going to come out of you so i've had people that have asked me you know why am i not operating in the gifts of the spirit like i used to be well i said number one you probably have forsaken your level of consecration number one because you don't tithe don't you know that god says that the tithe is holy and that the tithe is also after the order of Melchizedek, according to Hebrews 7. It goes before the law was ever created. So it's not a law thing. It's a law of faith thing. Abraham paid tithes 430 years before the law was ever created. And he paid tithes in Melchizedek. So some people say, well, why am I not hearing from God? I said, well, when's the last time you paid your tithes? Well, I, I stopped. Well, there you go right there. There you go, because you, you, you have not consecrated yourself at that same level of consecration that God expects you to be consecrated. He is not going to pour his word out upon you. He's going to pour his word out upon those that have sanctified themselves to be obedient to what he has said in his word. Amen. Now, some people may say, OK, well, I'm doing that. But I say, well, well, how are you living? Are you living clean? Well, what you watching on TV? You know, what, what kind of things are you doing? Well, I don't think that I should have to do that because um, Look at so-and-so. Look at this church. Look at what they're doing. I said, well, these folks don't have the same anointing that you have. They don't have the gift of prophecy. They're not hearing the voice of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're not having visions and dreams from the Holy Ghost. So if you want to be like them, you can be like them, but you're not going to get God's respect in that area. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It doesn't even mean you're going to hell. It just means that God is not going to allow you to operate at that higher level and you're not willing to live at that higher level in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus even told us that he said, I have sanctified myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And sometimes, in other words, what Jesus was telling his disciples is I don't have to be sanctified right now. I'm king of kings and lord of lords. I don't have to deny myself of some of my rights for you, but I choose to do it. What do I mean? The Bible tells us that he was made poor, that we might be made rich. What did he do? He sanctified himself from riches. He wasn't walking around with a lot of money. He sanctified himself from money. What else did he do? The Bible says that he sanctified himself from the from the vine, from the grapes. He said, I will not taste of this fruit of the vine until I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. 
Why? Not because he couldn't, because he was sanctified from it. There are certain things that you sanctify yourself from, but that you might have the strength of God to do certain things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you want to be able to operate in that level of strength, you want to be able to operate at that level of power, that level of anointing, that level of spiritual authority, then you got to separate yourself, even if it's not a requirement. See, many days I say, Lord, you know, um, I love to hear your voice, God. And, and, I, and I see you're telling me, Jesus, you're telling me that I can go out and I can do these amazing things and I can be partaker in all of this stuff and, and I can have all of these wonderful materials uh, that I would want to have. I said, but you telling me that I can have this stuff, Lord. But every, every time I go into the realm that you're telling me I can have, it seemed like I stopped hearing you clearly, like I normally hear you. I'm not able to operate with the level of power that I'm used to operating in. My, my strength is not there. I said, so how are you going to, how can you tell me that I can have it, but at the same time, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm missing some of the level, uh, some of the levels that I know that I normally operate in. And he finally revealed it to me. He said, well, I, I, I don't obligate you to be sanctified all the time in certain areas. Now, now for just general sin, of course, you're sanctified from sin. You're sanctified from general things. But there are certain other things that we can do, that we do in God, that open us up to a deeper realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. A deeper realm of, of, of light and uh, liberty and understanding and vision and miracles and and things of that nature. And when you step outside of that ministry, then you also step outside of that clarity. Praise God. And so for years, I went back and forth with that. Years, years and years. Like, wow. Amen. But it's true. If you want to operate on a higher level with God, then you have to be willing to be cleansed you have to be willing to be sanctified. You have to be willing to do some things that everybody else is not doing. Doesn't mean that you're more justified in them. Doesn't mean that God loves you more than them. That took me a long time to understand as well. Doesn't mean that they are, that you are better than everybody, but it means that God can use you. Just like he used Samson. You see, Samson, brothers and sisters, he was loved by God just like all the people of Israel, but God put a supernatural strength in him and it was directly connected with his hair. And when he broke his sanctification, he also, he also lost the anointing to have the strength. Didn't mean that he lost the love of God, but he lost the ability to work the way that he was, was, was ordained to work. He couldn't do it anymore. And so he couldn't look at God and complain. He couldn't look at God and complain and say, God, why don't I have my strength anymore? Why can't I do the things that I need to do anymore? And God, he couldn't complain because he knew he broke his sanctification. He broke his Nazarethehood. He broke it. And because he broke it, he couldn't do what he was uh, ordained to do until his hair began to grow back. And that's the message that we got to get. What is your hair in Jesus' mighty name? 
What is it that God is trying to regrow in your life so that you can be sanctified and so that you can be used on that higher level? I'm not saying that you're sinning, but I can guarantee you if you're not sanctified, you're not going to be able to operate in the area that God wants you to operate in. Just doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. Just doesn't happen that way. So you got to find out, Lord, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I'm going to tell you what it is for the body of Christ. Number one is prayer. Fasting. The word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God all by itself is sanctified. So that's why whenever you read the word of God, you are advanced tremendously beyond what other what other things uh, that you might confront will come against you with. The word of God gives you power above the devil because the word itself has been sanctified, has been consecrated, has been purified seven times. It's perfect. So when I tap my spirit into the word of God and I'm reading it aloud and my spirit is intertwining with the Holy Spirit, you know what happens? That my spirit is also purified to the highest level of sanctification. That's why Jesus said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. But then also there's other things such as how much money you try to possess how much materialism you try to, uh, uh, you know, hoard. All of these things hinder the flow of the spirit in our life. Believe it or not. Whatever you possess, your soul is tied into it as well. Hallelujah. And there's nothing wrong with possessions and things to that nature. But Jesus says a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things which he possesses. That's why we have to be aware of covetousness and materialism because my soul has to be in a battle with it and anything that's holding my soul down any extra weights that's holding my soul down that removes and restricts my movement in the spirit hallelujah it restricts my movement in the spirit as I try to go out and try to do certain things I'm restricted but when I sanctify myself my soul is liberated and free Amen. Even when I sanctify myself from food or materialism or clothes or possessions or money or uh, just people in my life that are hindering the flow of the word of God and the flow of the spirit. Guess what? It's directly connected to the amount of energy and force and space that I can have in the spirit and in the supernatural. Hallelujah. Amen. So God deals with these Levites, sanctifies them, chooses them, removes them from um, any, er any area of uncleanness, removes them from any area of uncleanness or any area of sin, because purification is what brings us in direct communication with God. That's why it's more, it's more beneficial to be a person dedicated to the word of God and the name of Jesus than it is to be a person that speaks in tongues all day. Hallelujah. Unless you're repenting. I'm not saying that it's better um, to, to not have tongues. But the Apostle Paul even says, there are going to come times where tongues shall fail. Prophecy shall fail. Tongues shall cease. 
But then that which is perfect shall come into view. And what is perfect is the word of God and it's the name of Jesus. And so if, if I was on an island with, with only th two things to choose, I'm going to choose the word of God in the name of Jesus because those two things right there are going to give me power above everything else <clears throat> that I might have to deal with in my future. Those two things are going to give me dominion over every demon, over every principality. But if all I do is speak in tongues and I don't know how to pray, uh, call it on his name, and I don't know how to get into the word, then it's going to create an atmosphere of fire. Amen. That living water will turn into fire. Why? Because sin will be inside of you. And, the, and tongues is tongues of power and fire. And as long as you're walking in holiness and purity and cleansing, and I'm not talking about your own holiness because it's all just filthy rags. As long as you're not walking in the righteousness of Christ and the purity of the Holy Spirit, then when the fire begins to burn and, and, the, and the water begins to boil, you will be set on fire by tongues. But as long as your spirit is clear and as long as your spirit is clean, hallelujah, when you pray in the spirit is pure. Amen. And you can actually pray for every situation that's going on in the world without even knowing what's happening. Your spirit will pray detailed prayers for your brothers and your sisters. That's why it's important to wait in the Holy Ghost for an hour, two hours a day, praying in the Holy Spirit, speaking with tongues. But it's more important that your spirit is clean. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if it's not when you're praying in the spirit, the devil's going to be touching your flesh and bringing distractions to your spirit. Your prophecies will be defiled. Your, your, your spirit will be burdened down. All kinds of things will begin to happen inside of you. And you're going to say, God, why am I so burdened? I don't know what's wrong with me. Because you're speaking in tongues all day and you're not taking the chance to clean yourself and sanctify yourself and purify yourself. Hallelujah. And so you ever see somebody that that does not have that in proper perspective, they're going to be a person that has a lot of problems going on in their head all day. Hallelujah. Because they're being troubled. They're being troubled by the enemy. It's not God troubling. It's they're being troubled by the enemy because the flesh is unclean. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He testifies of that which is to come. He testifies of what's truth. He will guide you into all truth. So if there's uncleanness there, Holy Spirit, if he's praying for you, he's going to say, hey, you know, you got some bad things going on in here. It'll even testify about generational curses. It'll testify everything going on in your human flesh until you start understanding how to clean it up. And so as a Levite, they had to make sure they got themselves together. Now, I thank God that we are operating in the order of Melchizedek because of Jesus Christ inside of us. But we are sanctified by him, by his name. We're sanctified by his word. We're sanctified, hallelujah, by the spirit that's in us and the faith that we have towards God. Amen. And the more we open ourselves up and the more we are cleaning ourselves, the more we have access to him. You get to see him. Blessed are the pure in God in the heart, for they shall see God. You get to see him. Hallelujah. I told you, I told you all the other week, I said, this is going to be the week of the name. Why? Because I knew it was time for me to go take my vehicle through a spiritual car wash and give it a good detailed cleaning. And I know how to do that. And I teach you all in the name of Jesus. And spiritual warfare is absolutely a necessity. It's not a 
a, you know, uh, a nice thing to do. It's a necessity. And immediately as we were going through the, going through the purging process and the cleansing process, I saw Jesus two times that week. I saw the Lord. And on the one, he said, I want to use your gifts and I want to, I want to, I want to use your gifts and the keys that I've given to you because you have doors that are locked that uh, the keys that I put in you, they're the only ones that can open those doors. And then he tells me today, he says, okay, get up, tell my people, numbers eight, tell them about sanctification. Take them a little bit deeper. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, in the name of Jesus, when we get things in proper perspective and in proper um, uh, laid out the way that God wants it to be laid out, the scripture is not lying when it says that blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. You'll see him. You'll, you'll see the Lord. He will give you glimpses of the future. He will show you visions and revelations. Amen. And things to come. But you got to be sanctified. Hallelujah. I showed you the, the, the word that he gave me uh, two nights ago where, he, where I, we were being attacked. And I had some sisters with me and some brothers who were helping me to fight. But the people that we were fighting was twofold. Some of them were, were demons. I saw a big monstrous cat. It was bigger than any human being I've ever seen. Uh, but it had no power of itself. It just had an oppressive presence. It was a demon of fear and a demon of lies. And then I began to rebuke it with the energy and the force of the Holy Spirit. It began to move back. But then the other people that came were people that loved, that, that I would say love people that were professing the name of Jesus. But they, were, they had a religious spirit. And they were coming against me. They were coming, they were coming against me because I was helping one of the people that they wanted to punish. I was helping the, the lady. Amen. I was helping the sister. And they tried to come against me. And so my brother, one of the brothers with me in the spirit, grabbed that pastor by the neck and bowed him. And I said, Pastor, listen, I'm not here to hurt your church. We're not here to do any of that. We're just here to help this sister. She needs help. And we're here to help her. Amen. And that pastor didn't like the fact that we were helping. And they, and my brother had him bound. And I said, you're going to remain bound until you stop trying to come at me. Because you don't have the authority. Amen. You don't have enough spiritual authority to confront what I'm doing. And he had a lot of people out there. And then all of a sudden, the other sisters that were against us, they began to come at me. Because they were mad that I was... They thought that I was taking a member from them, but I was actually trying to save this person from the oppression that she was doing, that she was going through. Amen. Because that's what happens when we do spiritual warfare in prayer. When we do that spiritual warfare in prayer, our spirit goes immediately to those souls and we help them in the spirit and they begin to recover. But as, as they began to charge at me, they didn't want to hear my words and they were attacking and they were saying all, all kinds of things. And then I raised up my hands to the heaven and I pointed to the left and a bright light shined. And then I pointed my hands to the right and then a bright light shined on the right side. And then I said, because you guys, I said, because y'all don't believe me, I'm going to have to show you that we are from God and you cannot bind us. You can't do it what you think you can do. And then I raised my hands to the Lord and the Lord lifted me up in their presence just like somebody would be raptured. We were lifted up in the name of Jesus, lifted up above their heads, probably to the height of a high tree. And I said, thus saith the Lord. 
And I was about to pronounce a prophetic word against them, but I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't even uh, grab the pastor by the neck. Only thing I was focused on was removing that principality from over that sister that was coming to oppress. But my brother wasn't as kind as me. He reached over and he grabbed, he reached over and grabbed that pastor and, and bound him. But I never attacked my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But in this season and in this hour, we have to be mindful and conscious that the battle is against the devil, not against people. They are ignorant. They are sometimes foolish, belligerent, and flamboyant. Amen. And that is a terrible combination. And we got to stay focused on preaching the word of the living God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And so I tell you, saints, there's something um, about being clean. Not clean in yourself but clean in the fact that God, that you're living pure before the Lord, staying in his word, calling on his name, hallelujah, seeking his face and confessing your sins and forsaking them in the presence of the Lord. It gives you the ability to see the Lord and God to work with you in Jesus' name. 